Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Hey, Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> and uh, it's time to look at uh, the uh, big talking point of the day, really. It certainly was on the breakfast show, and that is uh, the public announcement of the findings of the review into the Black Ferns. Uh, quite clearly... Uh, the review said uh, they got stuff wrong um, and fast-tracking the women's game, sparked by a 2021 Instagram post by touring squad member Takura Nata Arangamate, uh, alleging inappropriate comments uh, and language by Glenn Moore. They interviewed 52 players, it seems, management and uh, people associated with the team found major shortcomings in the way the Black Ferns operated and produced 26 recommendations under seven different themes. Well, joining us this morning is uh, Jamie Wall to talk about that. Jamie, good morning to you. What did you make uh, first up uh, of the findings? Uh, good morning, Smithy. Um, nice to be the main event this morning. Um, I just like yeah. to before we start. I just want I just want to uh, kind of quantify this in saying that you know it is this is a, a pretty massive topic that goes uh, well beyond the realms of just a, a rugby team winning and losing and a, and a coach. Uh, in a player's relationship, like this is quite a quite a big big deal in terms of um, New Zealand rugby and its attitude towards the women's game. Um, I'm obviously I'm not a woman. Uh, I haven't. I never have been. I never. I don't think I ever will be. Um, women's rugby is not something that I can possibly therefore comprehend um, as a as a guy who's played rugby. Um, it's a completely different environment. Um, for me, it's a you know men's rugby is a, is a hyper masculine environment um, that's quite different um, to women's rugby, massively different, in fact. Um, and so, I, I'm, I'm speaking about this uh, from the point of view as a journalist who's covered the Black Ferns for the last five or so years, um, the tour. Uh, and you made the point earlier about this tour being, um, I guess, the, the 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 fuse that got lit to where we are today. Um, I'm speaking about it in, in terms of there were two journalists that covered that tour, um, Joseph Pearson from Stuff and myself. So, so that's where I'm coming from uh, on this one. Um, obviously, there are a lot of uh, female uh, players and, and people involved in the game who have a much better insight into the actual issues that are discussed in there than me. Um, but we're talking about it in a media capacity, so so that's why I'm here today, and that's why I'm talking to you, Smithy. Um, in terms of what I thought about the the, the findings in the report, well. To be honest, as someone who's covered the team, uh, none of it came as a surprise uh, at all. N- none of it really. Um, and we go back to the on-field results of of last year. And even before that tour got underway, uh, back when that schedule got announced, I remember thinking to myself, "Like, man, th- this is going to be really hard uh, for the for this Black Fence team who, who has a, had a very reduced schedule." over the last couple of years, obviously, with COVID um, impacting their ability to travel and therefore play anybody. 
Uh, and so to be given the assignment of playing the two uh, you know, best teams uh, in the world that had had a full schedule of games, uh, seasons uh, under their belts, um, was going to be really rough. And, you know, for, given that the Black Ferns are a team that just sort of, you know, pops up, uh, generally wins, uh, wins World Cups, and then sort of disappears out of the public view uh, for a while, uh, the results themselves came as a, as a massive shock. Um, so since then, you, you kind of ha- we've, we've kind of had a look into like what's been going on with that team, um, what the the uh, the causes of, of such a dramatic drop um, down the ladder uh, have been. And so when this report um, came out, and you have a look and and what it's what it said about New Zealand rugby's. I guess shortcomings around supporting this team uh, in general. Um, yeah, like I said, it's not really a surprise at all. Uh, I, I will say one thing in terms of New Zealand rugby's, uh, I guess, um, situation that it found itself in. I mean, you can look back at uh, in 2019, you know, before the pandemic and everything, and um, we had the World Cup coming up that was supposed to have been last um, October, November, and they had put in place plans uh, for a full schedule um, for the Black Ferns in 2020. There was 13 tests uh, confirmed there. Um, COVID obviously ruined all of that. Um, it, it's presumed that Super Rugby Opiki would have gone ahead last year uh, in preparation for for the um, for the World Cup uh, to have happened, and so there were there was a reasonably robust uh, schedule in place uh, for the team to to I guess build on and, and build an elite level uh, team that could defend its World Cup because it was going to be really a big pretty tough assignment given the amount of resources that England and France are putting into it. Um, what I think is so so in that in that regard, you can actually turn around and say, well, NZ Rugby did. We're at least pointing in the right direction. It's the fact that all of that got kind of tossed in the bin with no plan B when COVID hit it, it, it is the issue uh, that we're kind of facing here. Um, now, it's really easy to look at the Takura Nataringamate situation and and look at it in a really binary fashion and that uh, it's a player that uh, played badly, uh, got dropped, didn't, didn't respond to it very well, and has responded in uh, in a public fashion. Um, on the other hand, you can look at it and say, well, there's a coach that didn't treat a player very well, um, and that backlash is, is symptomatic of a, of a bad uh, culture within that team. I think the the actual answer to that is, is somewhere kind of in the middle, um, and that's the difficult thing, I think, uh, is going to have to come out of that and until we get both parties actually speaking about that it's really hard to actually really get a handle on the the that that situation between those two individuals um but there's one thing for sure that uh no matter what you think about what uh takura arangamata arangamata did uh it has opened up uh, the discussion that we're talking about today, and as painful as it is, it, it has to be a good thing because now we can, I guess, take a look at these, this report um, that's now out in the open um, that people who don't follow women's rugby are now very, very aware of and, and, and move forward uh, to a World Cup that's rapidly coming up later on this year and 
uh, unless it's going to be an absolute disaster for the black ferns, we can all do something to help help avoid that that potential uh, outcome. Jamie Wall with us this morning. Look at uh, this uh, report and uh, what will come out of it. Uh, this this uh, is an interesting one for me. Psychological safety and freedom in the ferns environment. They haven't got it. What does what does that mean um, overall? Well, I think that what you've got is a team of athletes who have gone from being essentially club players to being fully professional players in the blink of an eye. Um, it, it happened with men's rugby, you know, twenty seven years ago, um, and now it's happening with women's rugby. And there has to be a real adjustment from essentially going out and playing club footy on a Saturday like the rest of us do and being paid and having these sort of expectations put on you. Um, my my own take on this is that some of the onus of this has to fall on the players themselves. Like they should know, you know, if they're making this decision to make this a career, then there are certain expectations to be, to be put on them and that... Uh, professional sport is is a ruthless game. It's it's it, it is absolutely um, uh, there's no prisoners uh, taken, and I, I understand why a lot of people are looking at Takura's situation and saying, well, you know, and you're part of my language, like you're not owed shit here, really. Like you 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 played badly and you got dropped, and now I can understand that, but. When you look at it in the context of this is someone who has played most of their career, like the vast majority of their career, uh, off their own bat, you know, basically having to uh, do it amateur styles um, and then be thrust into a position where you are essentially just cut that quickly, I think it's pretty hard not to feel sympathetic towards someone in that position. Um, and I think that a lot of what's in that report is about how the structures were not in place to help people deal with that because she's not just getting dropped from a team that she's been in for many years now. Um, uh, you know, she's lost a job, uh, and, that is, and that's on the back of, like, one bad day at work. Uh, you know, that is professional sport, for sure, but for someone to go from being in a situation where the culture was, you know, to their liking and they were, it felt like they were a valued member of the team to being treated like that, then, then you start to sort of think to yourself, well, okay, maybe this could have been handled a lot better. Uh, one other thing about it is that if you are out there thinking to yourself like, well, you know, that's just the reality of the situation, she's been cut, she's been dropped, um, that's the way it goes, why then has that... Uh, ruthlessness not being extended to the coach as well because here, here's mm. some facts for you the the Black Ferns have now lost six six tests in a row it's not just the four last year um, the, the Rock actually started uh, way back at the end of 2019 they lost two tests to France back then as well and that's when the alarm bells really should have started ringing uh, because it was obvious that there hadn't been much succession planning going on uh, after that last World Cup win uh, Glenn Moore has won a World Cup. He's a World Cup winning coach. So, you know, he's got that on his on his sheet. But then again, so was John Hart. John Hart won a series in South Africa for the first time ever. A couple of years later, they lost five tests in a row and then went on to lose, lose a World Cup. Now, why, if, if she's being treated 
that ruthlessly. And again, you can have your own opinion on that. And I, you know, I'm not going to, I think it's, I think it's an entirely healthy debate um, to talk about that. Why then has a coach who's lost six in a row uh, not only been uh, retained uh, in his job, um, but has also, and also, like looking at those tests last year that I've, I've covered, I mean, there were some incredible shortcomings uh, in terms of what that team was doing in terms of game plan and selection uh, that, that more really should be uh, needing to answer to about now. Um, and because of this whole investigation, he hasn't had to talk to the media for, for months. And really, with a World Cup coming up, like if this was the All Blacks, I mean, look at what's happened to Ian Foster. His whole, he's already having people banging down his door saying he should be losing his job uh, for three test losses last year uh, in the All Blacks. How, how the, if, so, so my point is, if you're going to say that the reality of the situation is that uh, you, know, you have to be harsh and players get dropped, why then is the coach uh, not under the same scrutiny as the players? Okay, uh, well, I'll, I'll come back to you on the Glenn Moore thing and say, hasn't he been, uh, one, perhaps they couldn't sack him, two, um, or, or maybe they could, maybe they couldn't. Here's the other thing. Um, they, haven't they depowered him, though, theoretically, Jamie, by bringing Wayne Smith in? Have they not, you know, really, I mean, when you bring Wayne Smith, with all his experience, um, all his brilliance and his record in, you really are, you're not expecting Wayne Smith to come in as an underling, are you? I mean, Wayne Smith is essentially... Um, being brought in to fix it on the field. No, absolutely not. And you bring up a very good, very good point there, Sully. Um, and I, you know, reading between the lines, it's quite clear that he's been brought in as a, as a boss, uh, as an overseer. Um, and what it has done is that it kind of allows more, uh, a bit of room for an elegant exit, if, if you know what I mean, to use a bit of a, a business uh, term there. Um, like, but I think that we're kind of, Almost arguing the same point here because this could be a decent player um, who was a very big part of the culture. Um, I don't think there's any doubt about that because um, she was very much one of the key faces in the Black Ferns documentary that was um, filmed uh, in the lead up to that to that tour that was on Sky. Um, which I think now, uh, when you watch it, um, knowing what we know now is, is an extremely interesting watch. And um, I, would, I would definitely encourage people to have a look at that because you can really read between the lines on this now. Um, if he has been allowed to retain his, his position as head coach um, and I guess sort of perhaps retain a bit of dignity instead of just being booted out the door, then why was the same, uh, why was the same um, grace not handed to her as well? Uh, that, that, I guess, is, is a big question um, that needs to be answered. And so when you talk about the Wayne Smith situation, like, yes, it's a good thing. It's absolutely. I mean, you could argue right now that the, the Black Ferns have a better coaching setup than the All Blacks. Um, it's, but uh, it shows that the way she was treated and the way he's being treated are two different things. And, again, this is a very big, broad conversation, which I think a lot of other people are probably are far more qualified to talk about than me, but that is that to me is, is a, a fundamental point as to what this report is all about, and not just the report itself, but just the, the way that New Zealand rugby has handled women's rugby uh, over its history and uh, what it needs to look at um, to improve that going forward. 
Jamie, it's been an absolute uh, pleasure having uh, your input into this. Uh, I think it's the kind of subject we could have you on uh, for at least an hour, um, but we can't, unfortunately, because we've got, you know what radio's like, we've got uh, constraints and things and uh, things we'd have to do in the next hour. But, hey, look, you've given us so much to think about and uh, to talk about. I thank you very much for, for that. Uh, you're obviously very, very clued up on the situation. There's a couple of other lines I was going to ask you about. Haven't got time, which is a shame, but... Um, uh, maybe next time. Thank you very much, Jamie, for your input this morning. Appreciate it. Cheers, Matthew. Anytime, mate. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.